0: Hey guys, Clarky here. I'm here to tell you about a sweet deal that you can grab on Supercoach Champion rings. If you head over to supercoachchampion.com and use the code JR2021, you can get free same-day delivery on that ring. Have you thought about what prize you're going to have at the end of your league? Do you really want to tell your friends to kiss the rings? Well, maybe you should head over to Supercoach Champion and check out the lineup they've got there. Thank you so much for listening, community. We love you. G'day community and welcome to another Jock Reynolds Pocket Podcast. My name is Clarky and I'm here with one of my favorite people, Foz. How you doing? Mate, I am so good. How are you? Excellent. I and you have convened here to talk about one reigning premieres, the Richmond Tigers, as you probably saw in the podcast title. A lot of super coach players are on this team some of them are good some of them are not so good and we're going to be taking you through the locks the knocks the bolters the rookies the breakouts the traps and the passes uh we're only going to do one though i use plurals but we're only going to do one um so let's start with our locks for the richmond tigers um Foz, i'm going to put it to you one Jaden short as a lock for your super coach defenders
1: yeah, I think he's a really good selection. Obviously, had a really good year last year, taking, essentially taking over from uh, Basher Hooley. When obviously, Basher missed a lot of the season you know, with not only injuries, but also with being out of the bubble. And uh, I think Jaden Short really came into his own as that rebounding half-back man um, at Richmond, took over those duties, of especially kicking out. Uh, and now with Basher in his declining age, or increasing age really, declining ability, uh, he'll start to take over more and more uh, from basher and, and, and take on a bit more responsibility. So I think he's a really good selection um, to you know play in defence for, for Richmond and your super side Yeah
0: I think the important thing to say about that short lock is that when Basher came back, he wasn't as impacted as a lot of owners thought. I I had Jaden short towards the tail end of last year and I mean Basher was back uh, was it roughly around round twelve but I mean let's look at short scores from round 10 onwards 125 85 106 88 94 114 a 75 and a 101 not bad you know you you're not going to be unhappy with having that in your side you're not going to chuck him in the bin you know you've got less trades at that time i mean you're starting him this year you're probably looking at somewhere around that or possibly even better as he just made to con- manages to continue that role hopefully in 2021.
1: Yeah, I certainly agree. Uh, someone who I have locked away in my side, and I'm really hoping he has a big year because he's a bit of a risk, is uh, Shy Bolton. So, was uh, a bit of a discovery last season in that midfield group. He's midfield forward eligible this year, 462, 400. Averaged 86 on the year, and I think he's uh, primed for a really big role in that Richmond midfield. You know, you have Dusty who comes into every season who's... Yeah, a little bit dusty, uh, according to his time, um, where he just you know eases into the year, doesn't care too much about the early to mid part of the season, starts to ramp it up towards the end of the year, and you know Bolton is really becoming a, a really important player for Richmond as that explosive midfielder who can go forward, kick goals, but also just has really good ability both on both sides of his body uh, and can deliver the ball very cleanly into the forward line. So he had a couple of tons to start the year, you know, sat in that sort of high seventies to. Low 90s for most of the year, but I think, what's that, five, six tons on the season out of 16 games, which is you know really good effort. So I think there's definitely uh, a spot for him in that side and definitely the potential for him to increase that <laughs> score. So he's probably my lock on the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, not to skip ahead a bit, but I think I have Shy Bolton down as my bit of a breakout option. I think just a lot of the things that you're saying do make a lot of sense, but I think the key, and I will say he's a breakout with an asterisk, is that if he's playing on the ball, if he has more of a core role, a more step up, time to show your stuff, young man, put the big boy pants on. I mean, he he has shown that he can go up to his 131 against Essendon last year, but a lot of his tons, 106, 102. So, I mean, he has the absolute opportunity to do that. He just needs the correct role.
1: Yeah, and I think that making him a Ford eligible player as well is really important. If he was mid-eligible only, he'd probably be in that sort of mid-price madness um, sort of selection that you don't really want to gamble on. But being a forward just gives it a bit more of an ability to do so. Um, you also got to think that you got you've got your Shane Edwards, you've got your Dio Prestes, you've got blokes like this who are assistant players who are, are good footballers, but they are getting a bit older. So Richmond would be really keen to to continue blood him and to continue to give him midfield minutes. And I think that's where the value lies.
0: Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll throw you out there with a with a knock from me. Uh, I think a big knock and. Not a lot of people are probably looking at him, but maybe more from a draft perspective. But I think Trent Cotchen, uh, the big captain, the big dog, uh, look, someone that I play with every now and then, just because I look at him and just he's good at football. But I just I realized probably last year, and I think it's probably the biggest knock on him this year, he just doesn't have the body for it. I think it's... It's maybe he's been around the block too many times, very injury prone, very much a bubble wrap player, even though he can, when he's when he's good to go, he can push up, you know, 110s plus easily. So a bit of a knock on him, but I reckon somebody who at the same time could surprise you um, if if given, you know, everything goes right and he doesn't end up falling to pieces.
1: Yeah, I think that's, as you said, probably more a draft selection than a, a- a classic selection but you know someone might be dabbling with a bit of danger and you know taking a bit of a risk with him so not one for me and i think that's probably a, a big knock on him uh, especially as he ages but um you know some people might like to flirt with danger and just play play on the on the highway but uh my uh, my knock on the on the richmond football club is one dusty martin and i, I think that's a pretty contentious uh selection in the in the knock category considering, you know, he's a Brownlow medalist and he's always been known as that premium footballer who can has the X factor and can win games of football. But um, early on in the season, he just typically doesn't care or seem to care at least too much about those games. Be careful. Um, like, yeah, you've got to be careful. Uh, even be careful. last year, for example, last year, for example, he had that 126 against Carlton in round one and he typically always scores well against Carlton because for some reason they just have not been very good in the last few years and they obviously get even better, but he does take advantage of those games against the Blues. Um, after that, a 79, an 81, a 93, a 66, and an a 100. And so that's the first well, two rounds, two to seven, not very good scores, especially if you're spending 550 grand on this midfielder or 540 grand Yes, has his price this year. I don't really want to be spending that sort of price on a bloke who's not going to score 100 most weeks. And if you look at his season last year, six tons in sixteen games. And he averaged a hundred, which is absurd if you think about it. Because of those six hundreds, he went really big. He had that 184 against the Bulldogs in round nine and he had 147 against Essendon. But apart from that, he's scoring, you know, low, you know, eighties to nineties. And then there are some big games which help boost his average. And it's not really a roller coaster that I think is worthwhile at five forty. I think you can probably get him at four fifty at some stage in the season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're not exactly the guy standing at the board with all the pictures and the red string in what you're saying there. I think the big question that you have to ask yourself if you want to pick Dusty in your forward line is how many close games are Richmond really going to have? Because that's when Dusty really comes out to play. He's he's just someone who, and it. It hurts. It hurts me to say this. Um, you know, um, we're not Richmond people, where uh, we we prefer teams that aren't good at football, apparently, according to the results. But he is somebody who just has another gear, but only when Richmond need it. Um, it's a it's a bit aloof to say. I think his style of football, when rich, when everything's going well, they don't need him to, you know, they don't need him to do everything, but as you saw probably in the second half of the grand final last year, when people were kind of sitting there going, hey, look, Geelong are in this. We're at halftime. The Geelong supporters are sitting there going, all right, we're in this big second half. Here we go. Dusty comes out and absolutely puts on a show for everybody. And I think that's the kind of player he is. He is that clutch. He is that I can win a game off my own boot. I don't even need to worry about it. So I think that's not somebody that you want in your super coach side because we are about consistency. We're about value for money. If you're picking him, his price is going to dip up and down. If you pick him at the start, you're holding him for the whole year. And I just think there are better options to do that with as far as value, especially in the forward line, and as far as somebody that you would probably want as a keeper.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Let's move on and we'll look at our bolters for the year. Who's your bolter?
0: Well... I think we all have an idea of who the Bolter, the Bolter official Bolter for Jock Reynolds, won Noah Bolter.
1: It's in the name. Why wouldn't
0: it it, be? it does what it says on the tin, guys. Noah Bolter is the Bolter for Richmond. Moving on. Foz, who have you got on the rookie list said Richmond?
1: Oh, so we're not even going to touch on Noah Bolter. Okay. 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 No. The name.
0: The <laughs> name does it all.
1: Ah uh, yes, okay. No, Unless if you Bolter, have,
0: sorry, if you have something
1: to I say, think, now is the time. No, I just think it, we'll make it short. Um, we'll make it Jaden short for you. Ha-ha. Um, <laughs> this is a good God, podcast. I'm re- I'm really we proud of this. So, we are so shit. Um, <laughs> no, Noah Bolter. You know he's he's only played. He's been in the league for this is going into it. I think his fourth year. Fourth year. Um, and and he's finally broken into that side. So he didn't play the first four rounds of the season last year and started relatively slowly, but he's playing that key, he's a key role or key defender player. Earlier in his year, he played as a bit of a key forward, a bit in the ruck, but he's now settled into that back six and he's, you know, helping out Grimes and Asbury down there, taking over, some say that um, Rant's role that has been, I guess, a void there. So he's now settling into that, scored a couple of tons in a a few nineties last year, so that there is promise. but obviously, it's a case of looking at him in the preseason, seeing how he goes, because he is someone who could play a really important role for Richmond. Yeah, look, I absolutely agree with you. He, he's shown that he does have the ability
0: to turn up when you need him to, uh, but at the same time, he's a bit of a roller coaster. 370k, probably a bit more of a risky selection, but he's somebody who, you know, he can average probably around, you know around that 70, he could possibly push that average to an 80 over the course of the season. Depending on role, watch him in the preseason and remember, JR official bolter, bolter.
1: All right, now now we can move on like you said. Yes, yeah. let's, let's <laughs> sorry. At the rookies. Let's go to the, the rookies. The abundance of Richmond rookies. Who have you got?
0: Uh, let's have a look here. Uh, I, or I've already forgotten who the Richmond rookies are because I don't think many will play this year. Uh, to be
1: quite there's only honest, one who I think, yeah. There's only one who I think could potentially debut, um, and it's Riley Collier Dawkins. Someone who's been on the list for a few years now. Picked up pick 20 in round uh, pick 20 in 2018. Apologies. Um, obviously, being on their list, playing a pretty important role in the VFL. Uh, might get a look in at some stage in the year. He's a pretty big-bodied midfielder. Probably would play in the forward pocket since. That's how they blood them, just they're not going to give them important minutes straight away, but is a pretty good player and and is very cheap as well. So, someone who could be a handy selection. I think there were some rumblings towards
0: the end of the season um, last year, so, I mean, keep an eye on him. but I think you'll probably find your rookies elsewhere, to be quite honest with you. Now, Foz, have you got a breakout contender for me?
1: I do have a breakout contender for you, and I'm going to... I'm going to look to you for the stats on this one because I know you have the spreadsheet up and I just don't have the spreadsheet up yep. because I'm hopeless. Bring it to me. My breakout, Jack Graham. You know, he's a you know, tough inner midfielder, can easily take over that sort of role that you know Dan Presley has been doing for a few years at Richmond and, and is starting to dwindle away in his age. But Jack Graham played 12 games last year. He averaged, I think, 84 on the year. Let me just get up his stats. Uh, but 83.1. Really the thing is, there we go. Rounded up to 84. Um, the real big thing for him, though, is that his run into the end of the season was very tantalizing. And this is where I'm going to call upon you for, for those valuable, valuable stats that we really need our access to. So yep. keep me with it.
0: Yep. So uh, guys at home, follow along with Baron Von Crow's beautiful, beautiful spreadsheet that has all these wonderful 2020 breakdowns. So hey, Jack Graham, Rounds 1 to 6, 71 average. Round 7 to 12, 78 average. Late 13 to... Rounds 13 to 18, 95.8. Now, it is worth saying that he did play only 12 games through the season. Um, so, that's a split of four, three, five. But still, 5 games and hitting a 95 average is something that's worth looking
1: at. Oh, I think there's absolute value in, in just looking at him. I don't know if I'll pick him, but he's just... You know, that that run in the end of the year, the 110, 103, 96, 115 across four weeks is just, it was great footy to watch. He's the perfect sort of super coach build, I think, just playing that inner midfield sort of extractor of the football. And and that's where all the points are really, is that contested ball. And that's exactly what he does. And it's just about getting him games and, and getting him a bit more consistent. And being able to pump out those scores as well, because we don't want to see him resting in the forward line. We want him in and around that centre square. So if he can get some serious minutes in the in the preseason and going into that JLT game, that I obviously only get one, which is a bit annoying. But if, if he's on early on, I'd I'd almost swing him in as a uh, as a correction trade in the you know, rounds two before those prices change. If he's playing an important role, as we know, uh, I touched on
0: why I think Shay Shye Bolton Shay Shay Bolton. Um, is probably a good opportunity for a breakout this year. Once again, very role dependent, but we'll move on to our traps. Um, I, I have listed one, Uh, Nankervis. I think you are possibly missing something about Supercoach if you even consider Nankervis in your rock line. Uh, I think anyone who thinks that there is value there, possibly I think it's a role that's probably going maybe like solo. Solo is somebody who is in and around there. I think Nankervis isn't really going to make much of a comeback uh, as far as Rucks go. So I think he's an absolute trap for me. I don't think there's much value, especially since you've got Braden Proust, who is probably the most popular selection across the community in the 300s. You're not going to look at Nank at 442.
1: I know Shane Edwards is my is my uh, my truck for the year. Obviously, only played I think six games on the season, so didn't have much of a look in really. But he had two tons and is somewhat underpriced at four hundred and sixteen k. I just don't think that he's going to play a really important role in that Richmond midfield this year. He's getting on in age, and I just think that it's, it's time to start to try and blood, I guess, some of the, the younger players and, and keep that dynasty going, but. Yeah, you know, he he's a good, has been a good supercoach player. He's not a terrible selection, but I think he's more a draft selection at this stage of his of his career. And I'd probably steer clear and, and spend that four hundred forty four hundred what is it four sixteen? Sorry, I said it before four sixteen k on on someone else who's around that same price. I'd rather drop the hundred k and go down to a Hateley, you know, and play someone who's a bit younger and who's going to is guaranteed those minutes in the midfield. Then um, take a gamble on a Shane Edwards. Yeah, and
0: look, we'll move on to some of our passes uh, for the Richmond Football Club. For me, this year, it's going to be a pass for Marlon Pickett he is my selection for the pass. Somebody who made us a lot of money, um, you know, going back if, if two years, I believe after after that grand final where he kind of was touted to have a bit more, bit more of a role. Uh, played that really well in that grand final. And then we thought, yep, yeah, we'll get him on him next year. He made us some money last year. Uh, and then hasn't really pushed up into probably, you know, we wanted him to maybe end up around 80s or 90s, given what he had shown us. But I just don't think he's going to reach any any higher.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably a fair one. My pass would be uh, Bashahuli. I, I touched on it a bit earlier when I was talking about um, your lock being Jaden Short. I don't think that he's... I mean, he's still going to play really important role for Richmond is that rebounding sort of elite kick off the halfback line. Um, I don't know if there are really that sort of injury, obviously he suffered a bit of injury last year. He was outside the bubble. So he did miss a lot of games, but there's just a few question marks over his ability to sustain, um, you know, week after week after week playing football and at a, at a premium level and that, I just think it's probably a little bit past him. He's probably not going to play the full season. He's probably going to miss four or five games here and there. And you don't really want that when you're looking at spending, you know, 400, 500K on a on a premium player.
0: So I think that'll about wrap us up. I think probably the biggest takeaway, if I did have one final thought, is that I think you're looking at a lot of the players that are up there for Richmond. They are a bit of a dynasty and they do have a penchant of, uh, is that the word? They do share the ball around. Yeah, sure. Uh, quite a lot. So I think there's not a lot of the points do get spread out between everyone very liberally. Um, so I think apart from Dustin Martin and Jaden Short last year, there wasn't really anyone pushing up into that high premium. So I think a lot of the super coach relevance does lay on whether or not you're taking Dusty um, just given the other selections that are around. But there's plenty to really keep an eye on, I think this year for some people who could probably step forward.
1: Yeah, there certainly is. If you, if you look at you know, dynasty's gone past, I don't want to talk about Hawthorne all the time. But when Hawks <laughs> right were place. when Hawks were uh, you know, winning their flags, they weren't super coach relevant at all. They had Sam Mitchell, who was pretty good, like a pretty good supercoach selection, but even then he never averaged really 120 plus. Um, a lot of the value lies for Hawthorne and, and now for Richmond is that they were able to share the wealth and everyone became really important system players and, and played a position really well. Um, whereas other clubs like Melbourne for example you've got three or four really good supercoach relevant players because they're outstandingly the best players at the, at the Demons whereas Richmond they all pitch in and they all play a really important role and that's why they're not really that supercoach relevant so unless someone's going to really stand up and, and provide value that wasn't there last year like a Jack Graham if he suddenly became a 105 point scorer that's value for him because he averaged 85 so that's the sort of value that you're looking at. You're not looking at someone to jump up to 110, 120 average at Richmond. It's not going to happen.
0: Yep, so you hear that Richmond supporters, you heard it from us. Your punishment for winning premierships is that you are not as super coach relevant as some other teams. And with that, I think we'll wrap it up there, Foz. Got Thank you for that Richmond <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Foz. Community, we love you. We'll see you in the next one.
1: Love you, bugs.